Thank you. It's a full house. <laughs> a little bit anxious. Um, thanks for having me here on this uh, Father's Day. I'm a proud father. Wow. Okay, it's quite hard to pack everything down to five minutes, so I'm just going to skip through a lot of things. Um, what I wanted to really start off with was something that Paul said when, uh, when I was getting baptised. He said, we're going to bury the old man and you're going to come out a new man. And that, that's, that's, that's come to fruition. So I'm going to mention about when I was a kid, I must have been like really cute <laughs> and, and innocent. And I must have been one of those brown children with curly hair. You are. Want to adopt them, you know? Paul and Ruth, it's never too late to adopt. I'm still available. <laughs> um, the thing about my childhood was I, I had an unwavering and solid faith. It was complete. It was absolute. I didn't question. Not at all. I was just born that way. I couldn't understand how people don't believe in a God, you know? Um, my, my family wasn't religious, I wasn't a Christian home, I just had it in me. You know, I put myself in Sunday school, my mum was quite happy about that. Um, however, my life sort of didn't run down that course, you know. I got to 13 and everything changed. I got into drugs and drinking and for the next 30 years I've just had nothing but problems right up until I'm 43 now. Um, I'm skipping things here, but I want you to know that my life was full of broken bottles, broken teeth, broken bones, and a broken spirit. And inside me, I had so much pain that I carried. I was depressed, I was angry, like you just have no idea how angry I was. You know, I carried so much hurt. You know, I was, I was angry at God for 10 years. I still believed in God, but I was angry at God for 10 years. The last 10 of that. And um, here's a funny part, okay? <laughs> right? When I started coming here, okay, I was not coming here to become a Christian. <laughs> I was not looking to become a Christian. I was not at all. I was coming here to support my wife. She's a Christian. And part of it was just wanting her to stop complaining. <laughs> I love you, baby girl, if you're listening. But it, it wasn't actually complaining. It was she would say things to me like, don't, don't you believe what's happened to me? You know, because she, she found Christ before I did. She got baptized before I did. And I, I wanted to just appease her in a way. I wanted her, her to know that I was supportive of her. And I kind of wanted her to leave me alone being angry. <laughs> Still, and disheartened. I don't know why, I couldn't see it then. You know, but something happened here. Okay, so um, this part's sort of a bit weird too, but on the day that it happened, oh, while well, I was sitting there, you're in the lucky seat there. <laughs> um, on the Saturday, we had argued, and it wasn't cool. And on the Sunday, church day, I wasn't happy. I thought we were arguing all the way in, but apparently she told me she wasn't arguing, it was just me. <laughs> and I kind of believe it because of how 
distorted my perception of things has become. I was angry, and when we got to the car park, I wasn't going to come in here. I thought I was going to go and sit somewhere else and try and clear my mind. I didn't want to come in, and I had so much going on inside. And I looked at her, and she was on the verge of crying, and I said, whoa, 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 don't cry. (laughs) You know, I can't take that now. I'm already upset, you know. And so reluctantly, I came in, okay, but I didn't want to come in on that day. I wasn't looking to become a Christian on that day. You know, and on, and, and on the walk from the car park into here, I actually went like this. I'm not going to swear, don't worry, I'm not going to swear. But I went like this. I said, you effing show me something today that's for me. You effing show me something today that's for me because I've about had enough and I'm out. I felt so messed up. I had so much hurt inside, you know. And while I sat here, um, and Ian was talking that day, I was just finding more and more things to be angry at. I was just hearing more things that I could argue with. It was just giving me more ammunition to be upset and not see anything that's right in front of me. And it got to the end, and then he said something. What he said was, maybe you've been here before. Maybe it was a long time ago and you went away. Maybe it's when you were a child. In that moment, everything went quiet. And I started crying. I didn't want people to look at me crying in church. I was trying to cover over my eyes and something was stirring inside me and all these feelings were going nuts. He goes, if that's you... There's something I want you to know. It's okay to come back. That's the thing that I needed to hear. If you want to know what a miracle is, there was a miracle that happened on that day. I can tell you something because I had 30 years of pain and hurts inside of me. And in that moment, it went away. And the Holy Spirit entered me. And I'm a person that didn't want to be a Christian. I wasn't here for it. So I've changed my life now. I can't deny this. It might not mean anything to anybody else. It doesn't matter to me because it means something to me. I know I was touched by God on that day. So I can't deny it. So I get up each morning and I hand my will and my life over to God. I say, you show me what you want me to do and I'll be there. I've turned it round now because I can't deny what's happened. And I don't want to go on for too long, so. <laughs> Kia ora. Tihe Māori ora. Good morning. Good morning, Fano. What an honour and a privilege it is to be able to uh, celebrate Father's Day and to share the word with you guys this morning. Honestly, um, I am a dad, I've got two kids, and, um, and both of them came from heaven. Amen. No, no, they really came from heaven. Like they absolutely, I've got, actually, I've got evidence that both of my children were delivered to me from heaven. Can you just throw that evidence up on the screen? They both came down from heaven. These are, these are both my kids. That's Adira Manoa. 
Adera Manawa named for the miracle that God performed on her heart. Adera Manawa, Adera uh, means strong. Manawa is te reo, uh, Māori for heart. Um, and God healed her of a heart condition. And Joseph, uh, and, and um, on, on the right, my son's name, which I know is Andre Joseph. <laughs> Andre Joseph Ihaka Hager. And the Ihaka's in there for the joy that he brings. And anyone that knows my Andre will know that he brings joy. Absolutely. He's just smiling all the time. But, uh, but I want to tell you a little bit um, about the other thing that I want to do is honor my father. Um, because I'm a, I'm a new dad, and everything that I do as a dad, I, you know, I think back to how my dad raised me, and we have a lot of dads here in the room, and I tell you right now, every father that's in the room here right now, you have such an important role to play, not just in your family, but in your community, yeah. in this nation, and I'll tell you one thing that Aotearoa needs more than anything else right now is good fathers. Amen? Good fathers. I tell you what, we are overrepresented in all the wrong things up here in Northland especially. You know, we're overrepresented in depression and suicide rates and, and, and domestic violence and everything like that. And I'm telling you right now that what we need is good fathers in the North. Amen? Good, good fathers. And uh, I think back to my dad, you can take that down now, thanks, um, thanks Rachel. I think back to my dad every time I'm thinking how I'm raising my kids. And, uh, and this, is, this is a miracle for me because my dad didn't have a father uh, when he was growing up. Um, and, and I think, how did he do it uh, when, when all I'm doing is thinking about what my dad did? He didn't have that when he raised us. And I think he did a pretty good job. I mean, there's not too much wrong with us at all. And... Um, <laughs> He did a fantastic job. But I tell you what he provided, when I look back in, in my life, what he provided was stability, constance, unwavering and unchanging. Um, he provided discipline. He provided care. He provided support. He provided... He provided. He was a real provider, my dad. Um, and, and above all else, he provided love. Above all else, because all of that stuff, and this is straight out of the word, everything else doesn't matter. No matter how good you do anything else, it doesn't matter if it doesn't have love. Amen? And I know we have some fathers in this house who know how to love. Yeah. Amen? Yeah? And I namahi to, to you guys, because it is, uh, fathering is, is not always an easy job. Amen? And, and I want to speak to this because it's, it's so important. It's so important, the role of fatherhood. And, and, and we, we can have great fathers in the natural here, but who knows that, that some of us don't have great fathers. Some of us don't have fathers at all, like my dad. He didn't have a father at all. So, so what do we do then when, when fatherhood is such a crucial aspect of life here? It's, it's such a crucial aspect of shaping everything who we are. Because I tell you where your identity comes from. Whose name do you carry traditionally? I carry the name of my father. My last name is Hager. My dad's name is Bruce Jerome Hager. And I carry that name. We always carry something from our father. And this, this that we carry is part of our identity. Now, all of these things that we have going on here in Northland that we don't like going on in Northland, I believe comes from people not knowing truly who they are. Because 
if I found out that my son was struggling with some of these things that we've, we've heard about and talked about, the first thing I, was th- I would think is, son, don't you know who you are? Don't you know how I see you? Don't you understand just exactly who you are? And I think it's a crisis of identity that we have in Northland. And it starts, it's, it's mums and dads, but it starts with fathers knowing to shape the identity of their kids, to, to, to let them inherit that legacy from them. See, what you carry is just not just discipline, but what you carry is an identity that you hand down to your children, and it is so, so important. But for us to know who our children truly are, I believe we truly need to know from where they've come. And my kids came from heaven. My kids came from our Creator. And I truly believe that when you don't know how to father, look to the Father. Or when you don't have a father, look to the Father. And I have some scripture to share with you, because out of Isaiah 64, 8, uh, Isaiah the prophet says, yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Who better to tell us who we are than the potter who formed us out of clay? Who better to tell us who we are than the Word of God, which is truth? And I'm telling you now, if you set your foundation on that rock that is Christ, and you draw from from the Word only who you are, you are on a solid foundation. And, and, and I'm not saying that you won't go through trials and storms, and I'm not saying that you won't go through things that will test your identity and test who you think you are, but if you have your feet firmly planted on the rock that is the truth of the Word of God, you are unshakable in such storms. You are unshakable in such trials. And if you know who you are, then you won't have to listen to what everybody else is trying to tell you who you are. Amen. You don't have to listen then to Facebook or Instagram or, you know, cyberbullying is a thing. I got bullied when I was in, in school. I got bullied quite, quite badly, quite severely. But, but, um, but I always knew when I came home, my, my parents told me who I was. The kids at school didn't. But now, these days, the kids have to deal with when they come home, they've still got it. You've still got your Instagram. You've still got your Snapchat. It follows you home. Your mates follows you home, and the other kids that aren't your mates follow you home. But if you know who you are, then whatever they say, it doesn't stick. You can shake it off. Amen? Whatever they say, you can go, that's a lie. I know the truth. This this word is the truth about me. And I tell you what, this is not something that I can sit here and tell you in, in, in 15 minutes. I have so little time to tell you who Christ says you are. This is not something that you can walk out of this room and go, oh, I know who I am completely now in Christ. But you can start now. You can start now and you can get along. You can get along to small groups. You can get along around people who know the word, who can speak life into you. Speak life. Amen. We are to build each other up. If there's someone tearing you down, they're the wrong person to be around. Amen? If there's someone telling you something that is contrary to what the Word of God tells you about your identity, to what your heavenly Father tells you about who you are, they are not the people to be around. Amen? You need to get around some people who will speak life into you. So that when 
when things crumble in this world and when things shake that you're standing on, you know that ultimately the foundation that you're on is Christ and He is immovable, unshakable. He never changes. He's always been the same. He's always been the same. Now, I started off this saying um, I wanted to honor my father and I do. And I love my dad and he was an awesome dad. But no matter how good your father is, no matter how good a person is that you're holding on to, no matter how, how, how great your mates are today in this season when they're telling you who you are, things change, people change, the world changes, seasons change, circumstance change. The only one thing that will never, ever, ever change in your life, the safest safe that you can place your identity in and know that it's protected forever, forever, eternally, even beyond death, even beyond when you go to sleep, the only place you can lock away your identity is in Christ. It's immovable, unshakable. it will never change. Amen? So I encourage you guys so much to just stand on that rock. He is our salvation. He is our salvation. And I do, I, I want to actually take an opportunity now. I know we have a lot of visitors in the house here, and, and um, I just want to give a big warm welcome to the visitors here as well. Can we just, uh, can the Excite family give you a big warm welcome? We are, we are part of an awesome family here, um, Excite, Excite family. I, I I prefer to call it Excite Family than Excite Church because it, it is what it feels like to me. My wife and I came here two years ago, and um, three years ago now, and we just came home. And so I welcome you guys home. And, uh, and I just want to take this opportunity because this, this idea of where you gain your identity and who really is your father, who, who locks away your identity who holds on to it, who tells the truth about who you are, is so important. It's so important. If you can learn more and more about it, then you get stronger and stronger and stronger in who you are, and you cannot be shaken. So while I just want to give you an opportunity right now to actually start that journey if you've never started it, and I would like everybody, just out of respect, if you could just bow your heads and close your eyes in this moment, and if you could just not leave the room in this moment, just, just this is a, um, an important time uh, because this is an opportunity where someone like Honiana, awesome, Namahi Honiana for getting up and sharing your testimony. This is, this is a life-changing moment right now. This is what Honiana experienced himself when he discovered his father. And I want to give you this opportunity to come home even if you haven't known him, he's always known you, and he's got a place for you. So in this moment, there's a very simple prayer I would love to just pray with you. And if you would be bold enough to actually raise your hand in this moment, if that's you, if you are seeking somewhere to get your identity from and to, and to set your identity in stone, I would like you to be bold in this moment and raise your hand now just so I can pray this prayer with you. I'd be honored to do that. Thank you. Awesome. God bless. Keep your hand high. If I don't see you, just give me a wave. Awesome. Awesome. This is an awesome moment. This is where you turn. Thank you. Awesome. Praise God. This is where you can turn now. Turn to Jesus. So if you could, and I'll get the whole church to just pray this along with me as well, if you're comfortable to pray this simple prayer and give your heart to Jesus. 
dear Jesus, I thank you that you see me. I thank you that you know me. I'm sorry that I've wandered. But now I turn to you. Jesus, I believe that you bore my sin on the cross and that our Father raised you to life. And I am raised with you, a new creation. I make you Lord of my life now. And I will follow you all my days. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can someone just give a big shout for Jesus right now? Because somebody just changed their life in this moment. Amen.